Hello and welcome. You are tuned in to the Alachua County Extension Court Podcast, where we plug in and bring UF IFAS Extension to life. Welcome to another episode of the Plan of the Month, and today for December we are talking about blueberries, one of my favorite. Yum, yum. As always, we are joined by Dr. Cynthia Nazario Leary, our environmental horticulture agent here at the UF IFAS Extension Office, and Martha Maddox, our family and consumer sciences agent. So, as always, we like to talk about what are some of the things that we need to know if we're going to be putting a blueberry bush in the backyard. <laughs> a lot of bees. So, the I would say the first thing is to decide what type of cultivar you like. Um, there's There's different types of blueberries. And most of us think of the blueberries that are maybe grown up north, but those blueberries need a certain chill hour that we Mm. really don't have in Florida. So we're then kind of limited to those low chill varieties. A lot of people in Florida have no chill. (laughs) Or low chill. chill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So you need to find um, those cultivars. And the basic two cultivars that are available to homeowners are the southern high bush and the rabbit eye. So, which we think we're not sure of, but we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. We think might have to do with the way the blueberries look like the rabbit blue, eyes. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I'll, uh, the next time I yeah. meet a rabbit, I'm going to stare <laughs> deep into its eyes and see if it looks like a blueberry. So, the main difference between the two, rabbit eye is considered easier to grow. So that's very common. We have it in our master gardener plant sale. That's usually the one that's available. Um, you can get the si- southern high bush, but it tends to be sensitive, more sensitive to any freeze Mm, or cold. So that's one if you have, unless you have a nice microclimate area or you're going to plant it in a container, um, you might want to go with the rabbit eye. It's a little bit more durable for our outside environmental conditions. Okay. That said, the rabbit eye can get really big. Mm. So, you know, the recommendation is that you give each bush a seven by seven foot area and that's big. Yeah. Um, I, you know, maybe some yards don't have that. Sure. Whereas the southern high bush, it's a four by four foot area. Um, and those will do well in containers, like I said. So you could grow those. Those are more amenable to the container size. Okay. Um, yeah. And you mentioned container growth. Is it both uh, cultivars that don't like the soggy feet? So it's probably not a good idea to plant any blueberry bush right into the ground. You kind of want to use the raised yeah. bed or... You make really sure you need really well-drained soil. Drainage. So the, the challenge, I think, with growing blueberries directly into the soil is, one, yes, it needs well-drained. You want to make sure they do not like their feet wet, and they're very mm-hmm. susceptible to diseases if they are exposed to a lot of water sure. that they're sitting in. Um, but I think the other issue is this: the acidity, the soil acidity that these plants need. These are acid-loving plants. So they're going to do well if you have, like, azaleas or camellias that are thriving. That actually might be a good place for your blueberry because they're all acid-loving plants. They tend to like that lower acidity. Um, But most people's yards here, especially in Florida, aren't acidic. They tend to hover a little bit higher, close Mm -hmm. to 6.7, maybe 7 um, in our pH scale. So... That means that you're going to have to amend that area to to grow those blueberries. And that can be really challenging because you have to do that year after year after year after year. Yep. Yeah, we really only have like one 
element that we can add to the soil that will drop the pH and that's sulfur. Is sulfur, so, yeah. right. So adding ammonium sulfate as a fertilizer can work. But like you said, it's not a one and done treatment. It's something that happens over years, sure. Plus you don't want to apply too much that then you're applying more, you know, you know, fertilizer than needed because yep. you're going to encourage, that's going to lead to other issues and other problems. Yeah. And so. sulfur toxicity is the thing. I, I don't know if it's huge in blueberries, but you can overdo it with sulfur as well. Right. So yeah, it's, that is probably the most difficult issue with growing blueberries is maintaining right. that soil pH. If you just pulled out a bunch of pines uh, on, on your property, that the pine growth for 10, 15, 20 years uh, typically leads to a low soil pH. So that might be prime, prime real right. estate for some Well, they do recommend that, you know, if you're growing blueberries, use that mulch. They like that organic matter. And remember that mulch is going to help with drainage. It's going to help with soil moisture retention. And um, it's going to make sure that, you know, you have less weed competition as well. Weeds can be a real issue with blueberries. They're very shallow rooted, so they don't compete well for nutrients and other things. So Mm -hmm. if you have lots of weeds coming in, you could see a decline also in your shrubs. And to be clear, so. you're talking about using pine bark mulch. Pine help. bark mulch, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, and I get this question a lot too. Well, can I just put pine needles down and uh, will that lower my soil pH because of the acidity in them? And they're just a little too ephemeral. They, they decompose <laughs> it's not, it's too not, soon. It's like yeah. you're not moving the needle very much. Yep. And between them breaking down, it's you're yeah. really not making a difference. Yeah, the data shows that they really don't help drive that soil pH down no. if you just use the needles. But the bark. The bark is good. I mean, when you look at blueberry production, they're growing these in, you know, two, two foot, three foot mulch beds. They're not even planted directly in, in the, the soil. soil. And that's so that they can control that acidity and uh, to really control that growing environment. So I really recommend containers. Yeah. <laughs> they will also allow you to move the shrub. Like I said, if you have like a freeze or, you know, you have cold temperatures coming, you can cover you can cover those plants, or you can easily move them um, to an area that's warmer. Sure, yeah. So, uh, so okay, we've got the soil covered, and, and let's say you do have good enough uh, soil pH to plant them. Um, I guess I see most of the blueberry fields out in open sun. You want do, to do full sun with them? Exactly. They're going to need at least four to five hours, and the more sun, the better. I mean. Yeah. That's that's really going to provide that that good fruit set and that good fruit development and well, ripening. Uh, yeah, yep, and as well as cut down on some of your fungal leaf blights and things like that. If you can dry out that canopy during the day, it's always exactly. A good idea. I mean, I would try the you know micro irrigation or drip irrigation so that you're not doing any overhead spray, mm-hmm. um, just so that they can dry out during the day. Yep. Another critical thing before we leave the cultivar talk <laughs> is that. Um, blueberries need other blueberries to produce blueberries. Ah. <laughs> so they need that fertilization from from another blueberry plant. So okay. if you do get a southern high bush, you're going to need another southern high bush to get berries. And the ah. same with the rabbit eye. You need the same cultivar. So you need a rabbit eye cultivar and another rabbit eye um, to make to make the blueberries. Okay, so, so at least two plants to at least two, the genetics if not If not more. And mm-hmm. of the same type. Um, And then you want to encourage those pollinators too. A lot of the blueberry growers have their own, you know, honeybees that they raise. And that's just to encourage that pollination of those flowers. So that's a real critical component if you want to get berries or maybe, you know, talk to your neighbor if they want to plant some blueberries too, um, you know, maybe agree on the type of cultivar that you guys want to grow so that um, you can 
help each other out. Oh, nice. And, you know, you, you don't have to probably go out and get a, a beehive, but you could encourage bee uh, habitat. I know there's those little, they make those cute little houses with the tiny yeah. little uh, for the native, hollowed out. Yeah, wood, for yeah. the native bees or the solitary, solitary bees. Solitary bees, yeah. Yes. They do a pretty good job pollinating. And, of course, them. you can always <laughs> plant other flowers that will attract pollinators to your area. So, um, you know, any annuals or, you know, Coreopsis, Salvia, there's a, there's a bunch of different great um, pollinator plants mm-hmm. and, you know, contact your local extension office. We can mm-hmm. provide you a whole list of, of pollinator plants to, to help bring those pollinators into your garden. Great. And I know you mentioned um, drip irrigation, which does make the most sense. Um, and you'll see bigger operations, commercially produced blueberries, they have overhead irrigation, but they're not actually using it to irrigate the plants. Right. They're using it to protect from freeze damage. Um, you know, it's maybe something you could do in the home yard scale, but it's, it's, it's it requires kind of, timing. Yes, it's a <laughs> it's a very finite science, and you can't put too little. You can't put too much of water on it. It has to be just the right amount. So it's a bit nuanced. Yeah, I would say that for the homeowner, unless you're like really want to try it one year where you're, you know, trying to protect your plants using water, um, I would just cover, cover them, them yeah. with a frost cloth, or if you can move them if they're in a container, move them to a warmer area. Um, remember that in the winter, too, you want to go for those southern exposures. That's where you're going to get the most sunlight throughout the day. And maybe you can move your blueberries to the west side of your house because that's where you're going to get that late afternoon sun, which is going to be the strongest. Mm-hmm. And this is all, all these management practices make the most sense, too, for disease control as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are susceptible, blueberries, that is, um, to botrytis, which is a fruit rot. It's, you know, it's Obviously, you don't want that if you're trying to eat the fruit. And there's other uh, stem canker diseases and things like that. But again, the best uh, management strategy you can do with that is to just try to try out that canopy. So more sun exposure, more wind exposure. Right, yeah. right. Yep. So. I mean, the flowers too. Those flowers can get the, It's they're all susceptible, right? So you really want that plant to dry out mm-hmm. and not have its feet wet either. Super. And yeah, so they're, they're putting on fruit during the winter. And when is a harvest typically happening with blueberries? So when you plant blueberries, this is the right time to plant blueberries right now. So we're going into the blueberry planting season. Um, what you what we always remind people, though, is that you're not going to get blueberries that first season. Right. And actually, <clears throat> you don't want that. So even if you see your your plant mm. blooming that first year that you've planted it. So if you planted now, let's say, and then um, the southern high bush blooms first and it fruits first okay. before the rabbit eye, which is a little bit later. So they'll start blooming southern high bush around February, March. Okay. And the challenge there is February, March, right? We're still kind of in our freeze zone. Yeah. That's why you got to protect those blooms from, from freeze or they won't mm-hmm. develop into, into berries. Um, and then sure, just a little while after that fruit set occurs. So yeah, so then you have the April-ish. Right. Then you have the fruit set, but oh, oh I know what I was going to say. So if the flowers on your first year, are, if it has flowers, oh, yeah. Actually, go ahead and remove those because what you want to do is really encourage the vegetative growth and the root development yeah. of the plant. And that's hard for a lot of people because they see sure. the, they see the blooms and they're yep. like, oh, my God, I'm going to get blueberries. Yep. But that think about that as energy that that plant is going to be expending on mm-hmm. something that it's going to give away, right? It's not going to actually return that into the plant. And so you want you want to build, you want yep. the plant you to... You want all those sugars going down in exactly. that, root, that root system. So yep. usually you can... Um, you know, some people don't eat, will keep, 
you know, pruning their plants until the third year. And it's the third year that they'll finally let it um, go to flower and fruit. So it's up to you to look at the plants, but definitely for that first year, I would remove remove the flowers. Okay. And when you say pruning, you're just talking about nipping the flower buds off, or are you actually pruning some of the stems back? It it will depend kind of on the size of the size of the plant, but because okay. it puts out new canes each year, you could remove that cane. Um, you could also just remove the flowers, but if there's it's because the flowers kind of don't really form in like a full floor, you know, inflorescence. It's flowers kind of in different clusters. You could remove those. You definitely don't want to remove too much sure. vegetative, like especially the leaves and so forth. Yep. Um, so you would probably focus more on the flowers unless it had it put out these really large canes and it's you know just looks imbalanced. Then you can prune those those canes back. And then the idea when you're pruning blueberries is um, it's going to put out every every new year it'll put out new canes and so you want to get the old ones out of there okay. especially after they're sure. after they're spent. Yep, that's and that's good sanitation for insect yes. pest and disease prevention as well. Right, prune those so, old ones out. But like I said, they'll keep growing every year, mm-hmm. especially if you're doing that. You're pruning; they're going to put more energy into a, that plant, and so before you know it, you could have a really like five to six foot plant sure. in your yard. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, anything else for the the good of the cause that the listeners may need to know about growing blueberries? Well, I think about, you know, um, maybe the blueberry picking part. So we talked about the the southern highbush blooms in in February, March. So it's usually fruiting around April. They're usually done by early May. Okay. While rabbit eye is a little bit later than that. So, so some people, they plant both cultivars, which means you also need multiple plants of each of those cultivars, so they can extend the season of their, of their blueberries. Um, so that's one thing, one thing to consider. Um, and then, you know, just again with, think about what the conditions are at, in your yard. You know, can you support the size of the rabbit eye, which is easier to grow but gets larger, or do you want to have something in a container that's maybe a little bit more sensitive to some environmental conditions we have, but is more portable? Sure. Okay. And a BB gun for the squirrels and the birds. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> so the biggest pest is actually birds. They're going to come and take yeah. your berries before you can get them. You think you might be getting them, but they're ready. They're right. They're out there watching, waiting yep. for those blueberries to just turn blue, and then they're going to come yep. in and get them. Yeah, I was kidding so. about the BB gun. Don't <laughs> shoot the birds. Uh, but you can get uh, reflective streamers. Sometimes that'll scare the birds away. Uh, you can get uh, hawk sounds to play on a, on a loop, and that will scare some of the birds right. away. I mean, uh, and you can use bird netting. You just have to be careful. Sometimes bird netting catches other things other than just birds, sure. like snakes and rodents and stuff so but that's also another way i've seen people like with their blueberry patch right they have an area where it's just blueberries um and then they've they've covered that or they have like a little kind of raised fence that then they cover with the um with the netting to Mm -hmm. keep the birds out sure so yeah you'll have to try different things there's lots of things that are attracted to those blueberries Mm -hmm. other than people Mm -hmm. (laughs) For sure, yeah, yeah, and you may get some neighbors crossing the fence. <laughs> exactly, or some <laughs> children wandering yeah. by. Oh, look at those big blueberries! <laughs> All right, great. Well, thank you, Cynthia. Uh, I guess now we will turn our attention to what to do with these things once we get them to grow and and fruit and, and produce yummy blueberries. Martha, I've always heard that fruits are good for you, and I suppose that blueberries are no exception to that rule. 
What uh, what do blueberries offer you? <laughs> well, blueberries are are they're, they're outstanding, Kevin. Uh, that um, like a half a cup of fresh blueberries, if you consume those every day, along with a healthy diet. Now you've got to do a healthy diet. Sure. <clears throat> they are essential in doubling the body's antioxidant level, which is that that's awesome. You know, sure. they're they're a, a power berry that you can eat. Yeah, cancer fighting. Right. And also they contain the antioxidants that help improve our vision. I may need to start eating more of those. <laughs> uh, and motor skills and reverse short term memory loss has been associated with the age related disease. Well, then so, I better start eating it too. I, you and I both had, <laughs> I, I tell you. And also they contain a lot of, if you're looking for fiber, potassium, folate, uh, vitamin C and B6. This is an excellent uh, fruit to choose. And yes, they do have uh, uh, protective uh, vitamins and minerals that help fight off certain types of cancer, such as colon cancer and ovarian cancer. So include a lot of blueberries in your diet. And uh, the reason that they're so good in fighting off the colon cancer sometimes is they contain a lot of fiber, right. about four grams per cup. And that's what helps with the, the colon cancer is eating a lot of high fiber uh, fruits and vegetables. I should add more of those and then I'd maybe have to take less Metamucil. That's true. <laughs> and that's the natural. You don't have to take all right, the, the products off the shelves. Yeah. Um, super. So how, you know, how do we, what do we look for when we're picking out blueberries out of the store or what should we? Well, blueberries are very fragile. Mm. I mean, you want a berry that's firm, you want it dry and you want it smooth. Mm -hmm. Uh, if you touch that berry and it's kind of mushy, uh, you want, you're going to eat that right then. So if you're wanting something that you want to extend the life on for a week or something, you want that firm, you know, fresh, dry berry. Also, when you look at it, you want to make sure that it's not soft and moldy. And I know, you know, everybody I know in the store thinks I'm totally crazy because I'll pick up that package and I'll turn it over, I'll shake it. You know, I don't open it. I'm tempted sometimes to open it, but I don't want to do that. But I'm looking at all sides of it. I'm not just looking at the top because your moisture, they put a little piece of paper in there that helps absorb moisture and stuff on the bottom. And if you'll look on the bottom, that's where you'll see your mold and your moisture starting in your berries. Yep. And if they have any mold in it, don't buy them because they're all throughout the berries. Yep, yeah, yeah. Even even though you can't see it on the other berries, they've probably got the fungus as well. Yeah, they, they sure do. And that just happened to me. I, <laughs> I picked out some strawberries, only looked at the top, and then got them home. And, of course, the bottom ones were moldy. So that's a good suggestion. Well, if I'm in a hurry, and, mm. and I'll tell you, I know we're not talking about raspberries today, but blueberries and raspberries are your two number one uh, berries that seem to contain moisture the most. Yeah. Uh, blackberries, for some reason... Uh, you know, the ones I bought here lately do not retain the moisture in the packaging, but the raspberries and the blueberries do, and I've had found higher mold content when I'm looking and all. But yes, you're right, the fungus is on there. It, you don't see it, but it's there. And so you 
you have to throw them out. You know, we, we can't tell you to use them because probably if we'd bring them in and put them under your microscope, sure. bam, you'd, <laughs> yeah. you'd see all kinds of things. Sure. And I know you can buy them frozen uh-huh. and canned as well. And uh-huh. I think you can even buy them dried, which yeah. sounds delicious. I've had, you know, craisins from cranberries <laughs> oh, yeah. and raisins, of course. I don't know if I've ever had a dried blueberry. That sounds I have. I've, I don't know where to find them around here. Yeah. I have had them at health food stores. And mm. they are really good because you can rehydrate them and, and all like that. Mm. But but when you get them fresh, uh, just just make sure that they're firm and they're dry. Sure. So um, what's a good way to prepare them, or what do we do once we get them home from the store? Okay. Let's say I love, well, which I do, I love blueberries. So I'm going to buy some fresh, and then I'm going to go out to somebody's farm, get with you and Tantiana, and find out where I need to go to buy some that I can freeze. But let's talk about fresh. When you bring them home, You bring them home, and you immediately put them in the refrigerator if you're not going to use them. Now, don't wash them, Mm -hmm. because when you wash them, you introduce moisture to them, and then they start growing that mold. So if you store your blueberries unwashed in the original container, they'll store up to a week. Now, sometimes you can get them to go a little longer than that, but it just depends on your settings uh, in your refrigerator, your moisture level, and all like that. So... Don't wash the berries because that will cause them to mold. Uh, You want to handle ripe berries with care because those ripe berries are very, very fragile. Now, when you do get ready to eat them, you pick off the stems, if there's any in there, and discard them. And you take, and I suggest some type of strainer where you can put them in the strainer and you can take your spray nozzle and spray them or you can just run them under the water and the water runs through it. Because you never, ever, ever want to immerse those blueberries in water. Now, if you have them like in a sieve or something and run them through water two or three times, that's That's fine. fine. But you don't want to let them set and soak because that will take out a lot of the nutrients and it'll swell those berries up too. And, and they're not going to be the true flavor that they are. You don't want to leach out those nutrients. <clears throat> right. Okay. And I had a lady call me the other day. And I know uh, there's there's products out there. But do not use soap, detergent, or bleach. Just wash Before your it. berries with just straight water. Sure. That, that's all you need. Yeah, you don't want them to absorb any <clears throat> of those chemicals. Right. Now, if you're going to freeze them, mm-hmm. you, you pick the stems off, you wash them, and you lay them out on a layer of paper towels, or I have some really like um, the old-fashioned feed sack uh, dish towels that I lay them out on that they absorb the, mm-hmm. the moisture because you're going to shake them kind of in your colander, and I want to get all that water off of them. Then I'm going to take my blueberries, and I'm going to have a cookie sheet. <clears throat> and hopefully you'll have enough room in your freezer to do this. Mm-hmm. I'll put parchment paper on my cookie sheet, and I'll put an individual layer of berries out on that cookie sheet. I'll put them in the freezer just like that to flash freeze them. And then I put them in my bags and mark them. Uh, you don't want the water on them because the water is going to ice up. So try you know, make them as dry. Sure. But you can flash freeze those berries. And then you can just go in there and get a spoonful of them or a cup full of them or however you want them froze. Yeah, smart. Don't do what I did. We went blueberry picking whenever that blueberry season was, I don't know, a few months ago, several months ago. Uh, brought them home. We had some more than we could handle. So I thought, well, oh, this will be perfect for smoothies, things like that. Put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in the freezer. 
and I was left with a clump of blueberries and couldn't yeah. pick off single ones. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. F- spread them out on a, on a sheet first. <laughs> right. You can do all your berries that way, yeah. and that's the best way. You'll get a few that'll clump together, but mm-hmm. for the most part, they won't. Yeah. And that is phenomenal. Nice, and they're fun. You know, I, like like I said, I, we use them in in uh, <laughs> smoothies and things like that. But it's nice to just kind of pop a, a frozen berry in your mouth. It's almost like a nice little treat. Or my fiance will will pour us some sangria or some wine or something and use them as mm-hmm. ice cubes, little frozen blueberries. I like to do that. And I also like to make my own ice cubes like, like that, uh, Kevin. But, yeah, I love the frozen berries. And also, uh, <clears throat> you probably know that, but our listeners may not know that. When you're making a smoothie, if you have a frozen fruit that you use, it will make it more thick, and you mm-hmm. don't have to add as much liquid either. So that's a good way sure. to, to make your smoothies is always use your frozen fruit. Frozen fruit, nice. Nice. So are, are there things that pair well with blueberries if you're going to kind of use them in cooking? <clears throat> or One of my favorite is, and you know this because you've, you've eaten some of them, mm-hmm. is the lemon. Oh, yes. Lemon and blueberry. Uh, a lemon blueberry limoncello yes. pound cake cannot be beat. That lemon and blueberry just go hand in hand. Cinnamon. Now, when you use cinnamon and hmm. cloves, use a mild amount. Don't overpower it because the cinnamon <clears throat> and the cloves can't overpower it. But like in a coffee cake, mm, your true. coffee cakes, your pancakes have cinnamon or cloves sometimes in them. Uh, pecans is wonderful. Peaches. Peaches is wonderful paired with your blueberries. Strawberries are also yogurt and mint. Uh, Mm. When I use blueberries, I use a lot of mint. And I put mint in my smoothies, just a little bit of mint, a little bit of thyme, stuff like that. Yeah, I bet that kind of makes it pop a little bit. It makes it pop good. Also, uh, you can add your blueberries to the batter or different mixes at the last minute. Don't put them in there when you're making pancakes. Put it in there and start stirring it because you're going to smush them. Yeah. If you get your batter all, and then put it in there. But what I like to do, because I like a lot of blueberries in my pancakes. So I take and I mix my blueberry, uh, mix my pancake mix up, put my pancake mix on the griddle, and then then I take a handful or a spoonful and sprinkle them over there. And then they just immerse into and sink into my pancake. But if you're making a cake, wait till the last thing. Do not. I had a lady Mm. call me and she said, my cake turned blue. She put them in with the mixer. (laughs) Don't do that. Fold them in. When I say fold them, after you get through beating with the mixer, take your mixer beaters out, have a spatula, and fold. Put them in and just fold. Gently, you know, turn your batter and fold it. Uh, Using your your, uh, blueberries and smoothies. Now, if you use frozen blueberries in your cakes and your pancakes, you're going to have a watery consistency. Okay. So don't do that. Oh, it's better Uh, to use fresh. Right. Okay. And the best way I like to use blueberries is... Basically, muffins, pancakes, cakes, pies, tarts. I love blueberries and yogurt. Mm-hmm. I, I, blueberries in my cereal. But my favorite way is to fix a salad, put a piece of salmon on top of that salad or Ooh. some kind of fish, and pop it with blueberries. Huh. It is phenomenal. And then some feta is really good. Yes. Uh, your lettuce and your spinach is go good. And then I do a chicken salad that has been a favorite of our families that I use the cran raisins that you talk about, the cranberries. And I've started adding, because I also add apricots to that, and I also add some fresh blueberries when I'm serving it. 
uh, on the sandwich don't go as well, but when I serve it on a lettuce lease or something like that, I put my blueberries around it, and it's wonderful in chicken salad. Nice. You know, that, there's a lot of people that are like, you know, nothing sweet belongs in chicken salad, but I That's love right. chicken salad with grapes or blueberries mm-hmm. or raisins. I do, Heck too. Yeah. I do, too. Uh, ice cream. And you can take Ooh. just plain vanilla ice cream and sprinkle those blueberries over it. And uh, my favorite way... I don't know about yours, Cabin, but my favorite way to have delicious blueberries is as a dessert, just that bowl of fresh blueberries. And I like to take and put just a little bit of lemon juice Mm, over it. Yeah, sure. It's it's wonderful. That sounds good. And, you know, you mentioned putting them in a salad, and then you mentioned feta. And, excuse me, I was never a big fan of feta cheese until I had it. In a salad that had some fruit in it. I think blueberries were in there too. And there's just that, I don't know what it does to the feta, but it makes it palatable for me. The, <laughs> the, best, the best salad I've ever had, and I may have shared this with you when we did watermelon, mm-hmm. is oh. the the lettuce salad with, or it's a lettuce and spinach salad mm-hmm. combined. And you put strawberries, watermelons, and blueberries. And you talk about popping that feta cheese if you were blindfolded, I guarantee you, you would have trouble identifying that feta cheese with the taste of all of it in there because the watermelon and the strawberries and the blueberries, they marinate in and give that feta just a, it's a sweetie taste. And then you have mint mm-hmm. that you muddle in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's the most Getting, hitting refreshing. all those flavor profiles. It's the refresh. Yeah. And if you're stressed out, which, you know, <laughs> you and I, a lot of times we get in that mode and, and reporting time's coming up and I know we're going to get there. That is just a de-stressing salad because it's just so refreshing. Yeah, light and refreshing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So um, if, you know, someone's in the store and they're trying to think, well, what's a half a cup, you know, if they're trying to measure out, proportion out their meals, or do you have any suggestions or hints on how to? Yes. This is the number that? one question that I get. How do I plan? My recipe calls for two cups of blueberries. Well, how do I know what two cups of blueberries is? Or how do I know what a cup is? So, six ounces or one pint is one cup. Now, when you're measuring your blueberries, there is a dry, and I'm sure VG's told you this, there is a dry measuring cup and there is a wet measuring yeah. cup. The glass is wet. The the plastic or the, the little cups mm-hmm. are the dry. Take a dry, dry. measuring cup. And to get a cup of blueberries, you want it to be level. You want it to be rounding full, whether mm-hmm. it's a half cup or whatever. So, <laughs> rule of thumb, six ounces or a half a pint equals one, one cup. cup. One pint equals two cups. So, those little pint containers is two cups of blueberries. Okay. A pint will equal basically about 12, 12 ounces. ounces. So. Okay. Somewhere in that neighborhood. A quart is one and a half to two pounds. Oh, wow. Okay. And now then, we normally go and I buy a flat of blueberries. Mm. That is 12 pints. So that's 12 pounds or, you know, you've got 24 24 cups cups of blueberries. You made me do math really quick there. So, yeah. So that, that, you know, that's a lot of of blueberries there. Yeah. All right. Great. And we, you know, we already talked about a little bit about the, the nutritional value. Um, we talked about some of the good, uh, you know, what's, what are some of the bad things we find in food? What are the levels there in blueberry calories, fat, things like that? Uh, you know, blueberries are really healthy. Calories mm-hmm. is probably the, 
the most crazy thing that I was was shocked at. Uh, for a half a cup, it's forty two calories, uh, no fat in them, none at all, no total mm-hmm. fat, no saturated. But they do have eleven grams of carbs. They have sure. one gram of protein and one of sodium. So this is one that you know, if if I'm eating a high sodium food, you know, I, I look at my sodium there, but sure. it's only. One you know, milligram. one milligram, so yeah. that's not much. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. diabetic, you do need to consider in the carbs because mm-hmm. the carbs are turned into sugar. Sure. So, but but they're healthy for you. Awesome. Uh, they, they don't have a lot of bad in them. The calories is what's the, you know, 42 calories for a half a cup. Hey, that that's fine compared. Kevin, if you're going to eat that uh, that pie that we had at uh, <laughs> lunchtime, you know, today... Uh, would you say that had 42 calories oh, in it? Oh, that may have had uh, 342. <laughs> yeah, 442. I, I'd, I'd say with that sweetened condensed milk and all that stuff, Eesh. and the carbohydrates were up there. So if you're looking at a healthy choice, sure. when you're looking at desserts or for a fruit, your super blueberries are the high in antioxidants, high in all your vitamins and minerals, and, you know, only 42 calories for a half a cup. Excellent. Can't beat it. Great. Well, thank you for that, Martha, and for all of you out there in listening land. You know, maybe stop at the store on the way home tonight and grab yourself some blueberries. Make yourself a blueberry pie or a smoothie in the morning. So. Right, and have uh, have blueberries for the holidays in a little different manner, like you said, with their spirits or yeah. with a smoothie. But uh, enjoy the blueberries over the holidays. Yeah, and season. buy local if you can. That's there, right. There's plenty of blueberries produced right here in Alachua County. So, and they're the yes. best ones in, in the nation. So. They sure are very flavorful. <laughs> all righty. Well, I want to. Thank Cynthia and Martha one more time. And for all of you out there in podcast listening land, thank you for tuning in to the Alachua County Extension Board Podcasts. And until next time, we'll see you later.